Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey to the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has four views of Disneyland, Sleeping Beauty Castle, an image of the Mark Twain from Tom Sawyer Island, a jungle cruise boat making its way through the hippo pool, and the entrance of Tomorrowland with the rocket jets and the people mover in the background. In the center is the word Disneyland in a classic calligraphy font. On the back it reads, 1. Sleeping Beauty Castle, 2. Mark Twain Steamboat, 3. Jungle Cruise, 4. Tomorrowland. It's postmarked December 20th, 1968, and was sent with a six-cent Franklin D. Roosevelt postage stamp, and canceled with the Save the Easy Way, Buy U.S. Bonds on Payroll Savings postmark. I assume they visited the park on Sunday, December 15th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 69 and a low of 51, with a trace of precipitation. It's addressed to a Mrs. Yetta Gaines of Hamilton, New York. It reads, Sunday. Hi. Having a good time showing Linda and Steve the many wonders of California. Spent a day at Jack's. They're all fine and were very hospitable. Have been to San Diego and Disneyland and will end up in San Francisco and then fly home. Love, Stu. The multi-view postcards always fascinate me. The decision of which iconic attraction or building you use to represent each land. In the mid-1960s, there would have been limited options for each part of the park. Fantasyland is an easy choice with Sleeping Beauty Castle. Adventureland was limited in the late 60s because the Jungle Cruise, or the Jungle River Cruise as it is listed on the 1968 park maps, the Enchanted Tiki Room, or the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse were the only attractions in Adventureland until the addition of Indiana Jones in 1995. Frontierland's go-to choice for an attraction to represent its land is the Mark Twain. The choice to use Tomorrowland's entrance is interesting. The newer additions to Tomorrowland are featured in the entrance, including the People Mover, and on either side of the entrance, Circle Vision 360 and Adventures Through Inner Space. In 1968, the Matterhorn was still listed as a Tomorrowland attraction, but wasn't a good representation for the overall theme of the land. It wouldn't be until 1977 and the addition of Space Mountain for Tomorrowland to have a central icon for the land. By the late 1970s, Disneyland postcards that had multiple images focused on an individual land and not the park in general. The front of our next postcard is of the Africa section of It's a Small World, with laughing hyenas, a rhino playing the drums with a monkey, and some children playing other instruments and playing on the pink elephant's tusks. On the back it reads, Africa, It's a Small World. Legendary adventure awaits in the deepest Africa for Disneyland voyagers on the happiest cruise that ever sailed. It's postmarked May 26, 1971, and was also sent with a six-cent Franklin D. Roosevelt postage stamp. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, May 24th, when park hours were from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 71 and a low of 51. It's addressed to a Mrs. Evelyn Bixon of Tucson, Arizona. It reads, Monday. Hi, having a great time. Really enjoying all the rides. 
It's a Small World being one of the highlights. Looking forward to seeing more Disneyland tomorrow. See you soon. Love, Bob, Helen, Deb, Ellen, Eve, and Elaine. Assuming this postcard was written on Monday, May 25th, Bob and Ellen and the rest of the family would have had a difficult time enjoying Disneyland on Tuesday, May 26, 1971. During the off-peak season, Disneyland would close on Mondays and Tuesdays. This was a practice that lasted from 1958 until February 6, 1985. The affected weeks would be most weeks from January through a week or two before Easter, then a week after Easter through Memorial Day weekend. Closures would start up again after Labor Day and continue through early December, with a few exceptions. Disneyland was closed most Mondays in 1955 through 1957. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would also help to leave a five-star rating or comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. A special thanks to e-ticket patrons Eric Daniels, Tania, C-ticket patrons The Riley Family, Debbie Weinstein, Brian Crawford, Jenny Schneep, Series Inquiries Only, and a special shout-out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the A-ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Angelica Nablock, The All Aboard Podcast, and Maggie and Henry Byers. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland, or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests of the Sent From Disneyland podcast. 